episode of the Freedom Talks podcast, everybody. This is your host, Joe Ogden. Today, I want to go through what to expect from a huge sport injury for anyone that watches football um, and former Packers quarterback and now Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers, who unfortunately suffered a very serious sport injury that will unfortunately now sideline him the rest of the year. And as unfortunate as it is, I think it's also a very good opportunity to kind of talk about what we can do as physical therapists, what fans can expect from Aaron, as well as what Aaron is going to go through from step one of his rehab to returning to the field, whenever that may be, if ever, that is something that he will do. So for anybody that doesn't watch or anybody that didn't see, Aaron Rodgers ruptured his Achilles in the fourth play of the 2023 season against the Bills, which was last week at the time of this recording on September 20th. And unfortunately, it was right away to me. I knew that something was wrong. Now, at the time, did I know that it was a ruptured Achilles? No. Um, But after watching him on the ground... And after he was sacked and and running, um, got up a little funny and then just stood there. Um, But before he got up, you could see him on the ground and you could see as he was sitting on the ground, you could see him on the ground and he tries to shake his left foot and it doesn't work. And the right foot, you can see him wiggle his foot a little bit, but the left foot didn't. So to me right then and there, I'm like, oh, this is not good because a special test for physical therapists is we squeeze the calf to see some plantar flexion um, in the foot to see that the Achilles is attached and Aaron had no movement sitting and his foot was dorsiflex to me um, with basically just passive is insufficiency and the plantar flexion didn't happen. Um, And then they came out and got him, and then went under the tent. And obviously, you know, to me, I'm sure it, you know, right away he was like, you know, to the trainers that you know something's seriously wrong. I am hurt. You know, from there, it it was also you know, everyone's talking about it. I mean, it was all over Twitter. I texted my boss Scott and said, you know, something's wrong. Um, this is not good. Scott thought it was his foot, which it did get wrapped up underneath him, which was a great guess without us knowing. And then, as time went on, videos were surfacing of his Achilles actually tearing and rupturing. Um, in slow motion, which obviously then it's like, you know, this is really not good. Um, but I knew also when he got off the car to go into the tunnel and couldn't go from heel to toe when walking that something is not good with a tendon and then walking boot after that. And, um, from there it was confirmed the next day via MRI that he had a torn Achilles. So right then and there is, uh, season is done, which is really unfortunate. So what I kind of talk about too, what goes into an Achilles repair and kind of what to expect um, for people or anybody who potentially has gone through something like this. Um, To me, I think it's also one of the most intense injuries there is because that Achilles is so tightly attached to the body. And once that attachment is ruptured, there's a severe deficiency in the leg um, from that attachment just being so tight. So really a big thing about the Achilles itself. It, it's the strongest and thickest tendon in the body. It attaches our calf to our heel. It then transmits forces from our heel into our calf and vice versa. Um, what can happen with that type of injury um, is there's a sudden plantar flexion where the foot's moving downward. And that's really what happened is Aaron's heel dropped down, which boom, that tendon rupture. He actually fits into the 
perfect demographic of people that are injured and it's males in their 30 to 40 years of age. Um, and it happens more common in males and females. Now, most people, when they do have um, an Achilles tear, it feels like they got kicked in the heel or something shot or something popped. I'd be curious on the field if people heard that pop because it is a pretty intense rupture. But that's something that we don't know, obviously, watching on TV. Um, so again, I'd be curious um, if right away everyone kind of around knew that something bad was going on. Um, most procedures, there's basically um, an incision that's made vertically on the leg. And from there, they open the incision, find where the tear is, and they repair that tear. Sometimes what can happen too um, to prevent scarring is we need to make sure that there's also an incision that's made that's medial to the tendon because there's more blood supply that's made there. Now, something that's super interesting about Aaron's procedure is he had the same surgeon that repaired Kobe Bryant's Achilles rupture. The same surgeon did it. And this surgeon does surgery um, a little differently in just how he likes to repair the tendon. And what's really cool about this surgery is the anchors that are in the heel from the tendon allow for true repair and a greater compression of the Achilles, which improves the stability and what you can do immediately after the post-operation and weight-bearing. What they do is they essentially suture the tendon back together, and then from there they make an X and a vertical square, and from there they make a X via tunneling into the Achilles and into the calcaneus, which is the bone in the back of your heel, as well as provide vertical anchors, which is called a four-point construct that allows for greater compression and greater healing. What's important to also remember, and I think at this time now we're seeing a lot of reports of Aaron potentially coming back um, in the playoffs, which would be about four months from now, give or take a little less. What I think is often forgotten in both uh, physical therapy and outside of physical therapy and rehab in general we know as providers that there are protocols and general guidelines to follow based on tissue healing and based on surgical procedure. What I think is often really, really forgotten and something that is very important to make note of is professional athletes are freaks. There's, to me, there's no better way to put it. They are different people both from a physical standpoint, emotional standpoint, mental standpoint. They're just different than everyday people. Their bodies can do what a lot of other bodies can't. So if or if not, the Jets make it to the playoffs and Aaron comes back, to me, a lot of that is also put on his body just being different. That being said, we still need to expect about four months from start to finish on his recovery. Basically, where Aaron is right now is he is in phase one of rehab. Around him, I guarantee you, he has some of the best physical therapists in the sports medicine world. Um, this podcast, by no means am I trying to say that I am the therapist that should be taking care of him, that by no means am I saying that at all. Just wanted to kind of touch about his rehab and what he's kind of going to go through to get to back to normal. 
obviously the first two weeks of surgery, what we're trying to do is promote healing and protecting that tendon. Not right away do we want to just go right to walking and moving as much as we can. More than likely, he's in a walking boot and he's probably using crutches um, with touchdown weight bearing or partial weight bearing, depending on the uh, surgical incision. I guarantee you that he's probably doing upper body rehab as well. Just because we have one Achilles tear and one Achilles surgery, we have three other limbs that we can still be training. And that's something important to remember is just because you have a knee surgery or arm surgery, it, it, it doesn't matter. You still have other limbs that you can still be training in a proper, safe way. So another thing at this point um, to make sure that we're, you know, healing properly is we want to make sure that incisions dry. We want to make sure we have fresh bandages there. Um, again, he's probably in a walking boot at this point. And we want to make sure that um, he avoids long periods of positioning. Now, after we meet all the criteria of phase one, which again, phase one is very light. We just want to promote tissue healing. From here, he's going to go to phase two, which is typically two to four weeks after surgery. And this all depends about how he's doing. Sometimes this can go faster, sometimes slower. It all depends. Again, we want to still make sure that we are protecting the area which would be his heel where we had the surgery from here we want to make sure that we're trying to normalize gait as much as possible potentially at this point where weight bearing is tolerated using a boot and crutches normalizing gait is super important to ensure that there's not any gait abnormalities moving forward because those can be fixed but sometimes those take a little longer you also don't want to overstretch the incision site which means we don't want to go into excessive dorsiflexion, which is bringing your foot up towards your knee, because what that's going to do is really stretch that Achilles. From here, we also want to make sure that we are protecting the ankle in the walking boot as well, and that will all be dependent on the surgeon. We also want to make sure that we start activating active motion in the ankle with plantar flexion, dorsiflexion as we can, eversion and inversion, which that moves, eversion moves the foot to the right, inversion moves the foot to the left. What we also want to start doing is we want to start activating our muscles via isometric exercise, which is just activating the muscle, pushing against a solid foundation. Again, getting those muscles in the foot to start activating again. Now, what I said before is I guarantee you that Aaron's doing upper body exercise. I also guarantee he's probably doing hip exercises and core exercises because, again, we can be doing a bunch of other rehab in order to help address this foot and ankle. I tell people all the time, just because you have a ankle injury, if I can strengthen and help strengthen the hip that will take force away from the ankle as we continue improving our strength. So the more we can get stronger in other areas, the better our function is going to be. So I guarantee you with his rehab, he's also doing other body parts. Typically we get out of phase two about the six week mark. So this would be in about a month from there. We continue to normalize our walking. And at this time, more than likely, he's going to come out of the walking boot. So in about a month to six weeks, he's going to come out of the walking boot. Again, we want to make sure that we don't overstress surgical site, which is that dorsiflexion. So typically, there's going to be uh, range of motion limitations based on the protocol. From here, we're also going to try coming out of the boot. We may need a heel lift in order to 
get that foot to where it needs to, just depending on where he's actually at. It may or may not need that. We also want to make sure that we um, can balance on one leg. So that's a big one that I think is important is balance, be able to stand on that leg for at least 10 seconds. I like to do more because at this point, I hope that our hip is pretty strong. So that will help our single leg stance. From here, we also start activating more walking and movement dynamic exercises with balancing on two feet side to side on a balance board narrow base of support however we want to do it i also like to add some more um, strengthening with the squat a step back or a lunge very partial range of motion very low velocity and again we want to continue to do hip and core strengthening Now, if you have access to my current job at Freedom Physical Therapy, we don't have a pool, but I'm sure Aaron has access to a pool. If there is access to a pool, if the wound is healed completely, getting in a pool is super, super important because we can start adding resistive exercises that because of buoyancy, it helps our body move. Now, usually at the three month mark, we enter our phase four of any protocol. And these weeks can kind of change, but typically phase four um, or phase three, it depends on how the um, surgery is set up. Typically 12 weeks, three months after we start activating more impactful activities, more dynamic movements. So from here, we start doing frontal and transverse planes, agility exercise, very low velocity, and then the high, depending on how they're doing. We want to promote more functional movements. Again, squat, lunge, any functional core hip exercise. And during this phase, again, what we're trying to do is normalize our walking, be able to squat and lunge with no weight shifting. Everything looks normal. Single leg stance. I can test this in both one static position or we can do a dynamic movement. It all depends. And we want to have full range of motion in the ankle at this point. So typically at the three month mark, we want to have full range of motion. This might happen before, but definitely by the end of this phase, which is about at the four month mark, 12 to 16 weeks is about phase three, give or take. We want to have full range of motion. We can get you as strong as we want, but if we don't have full range of motion, it's always going to be tough. And then the last phase at four months is return to sport training, very impactful exercises from two feet to one foot and then to the other foot specific work with sports so that for him, that would be quarterback agility, speed work. And this all is dependent on sport-based testing and movement control, balance testing, jumping, landing, and he's going to be working on more activity because again, he's an NFL athlete. So he's going to be focused on making sure that he can move on a football field and come back. So throwing the football, scrambling, moving from space to space on the field and off the field. It's going to be important for him at this point too, to run without a limp. Um, with the gate activities, running is also included in that for him. And again, I expect him to be back if he's going to come back that four month would be pushing it in the playoffs. Um, but I don't think it's out of the question. And based on the research that I've done on this speed bridge, um, Achilles surgery, it is something that is provides a really good anchor for the fixation of the tendon and something that I think once that he's rehabbed and once that the body heals enough that I think as an athlete, he can feel very comfortable that he's definitely in a good place to continue rehabbing um, and performing at a really high level. So again, I just wanted to 
have a quick podcast here talking about um, what an Achilles rupture is and something to expect on the rehab side of things, both from my perspective as a physical therapist and potentially from a patient's perspective to understand kind of what goes into um, an Achilles rehab because it's not just things we throw and try and get mud to stick to a wall and hope that this rehab goes well. There is definitely a process that goes into it based on protocol and based on doctor guidelines, as well as our personal and professional expertise being both uh, providers and doctors of physical therapy in our own right. And so thank you to anyone who listened. If anyone has any questions, please reach out to one of our four locations, either here at Fox Point in Grafton, McGuanago, or Brookfield. We'll see everybody in the next episode. Mm-hmm.